Hello, my name is Silas, and this is Dispatches from the Agency. I'm here in our lovely studio headquarters in downtown Seattle with my co-host from this dimension, Jack Strobe. Um, where am I? How am I here? Yes, Mr. Strobe, I voiped you over here to co-host this podcast because we needed someone local to bring in the local connection. Now, are you intending to replace my roommate Max's podcast, Dispatches from the Multiverse? Because that sounds awfully similar. I believe you were present last week when we announced that we had repossessed Max Adams and all of his assets, including this podcast, which is now property of the agency and has been rebranded Dispatches from the Agency. Ordinarily, this podcast is a sort of traveling journal of Max Adams' visits across multiple dimensions through something he calls the Bageltron 2000. We're not doing that anymore. What are you doing? The agency will now be using this podcast to highlight and demonstrate all of our amazing inventions that are coming out of the sifting. Ah, so you're going to try to turn this podcast into a naked attempt to profit from the listeners. We'd like to think of it more as educational content. In fact, speaking of inventions that have come from the sifting, we've already demonstrated the first of the inventions. And what's that? It is the Mind Botnet. At the end of the theme music that you heard at the top of this episode, there was a particular tone that was played. You may have noticed it. You may not have. But that tone, everyone who has heard it, 15% of their brain function is now dedicated to mining our interdimensional cryptocurrency sprite. Wow. I definitely did notice that tone. It sounded like a rusty garbage disposal playing techno music. Yes, everyone hears it differently. I don't know exactly how it sounds myself, as obviously I've installed the tone blocking device in my ear canal so that I will not be affected. You will only notice a slight diminishment in your cognitive capacity, and based on the typical human aging process, in about 10 years, it'll all be wash anyways. But that is not the main purpose of this podcast. While it is beneficial to have a large population, this, this podcast does have a very large listenership, right? At least 3 million, 4 million? Mm, sure. Yes. Uh, while a botnet of that size will be highly beneficial, that is not the primary purpose of today's episode of Dispatches from the Agency. We will be utilizing our technology, the same technology we use to bring you into the studio, Jackstro. We'll be utilizing that technology, the person VoIPer, to VoIP famous people onto our podcast and demonstrate a series of inventions to them. And that is why I brought you in, Jackstro. As we are unfamiliar with this dimension, we need you to help us to know the ideal people to bring onto this podcast. Wow. Uh, so you want, what, celebrities, politicians? What do you want? Whoever is the most famous type of people that the most people in this dimension are going to be familiar with, those are the ones that we need to get on here. Well, I think most people know of the U.S. politicians since the United States is a fairly important country in this dimension. I don't know all their names, but I can uh, look them up on my phone here. There's a few U.S. presidents that are still alive. Excellent. All right. Well, the current president, his name is Joseph Biden, according to Wikipedia here. All right. Let's see. Uh, let me just. Okay. All right. I've programmed in the person voiper for Joseph Biden. Now, I should warn you that there are rumors that he's suffering from dementia. I don't think they're true, but we might be able to find out right here. 
Okay, well, that's not necessarily the focus of any of our inventions today, but maybe we'll find out. Here we go. Welcome, Mr. Biden, to Dispatches from the Agency. Well, first of all, um, thank you for doing this. Yeah, don't worry. We won't be keeping you for very long. We just need to show you one of the inventions that have come from the sifting. And today what we have for you is the pocket ferret. Would you mind checking your pocket for me, please? Your, your front right pants pocket. It is confusing. Yes, right there. Reach in. Do you feel it? Yes. Wow. I don't think that was in there a minute ago. No, he definitely did not arrive with a pocket ferret. But now he has one. Would you like to keep the pocket ferret, Mr. Biden? No. No. Are you sure? It's complimentary. It's sort of a payment uh, for the time that you dedicated to appearing on the show involuntarily. Things could go crazy quickly, and they need those computer chips. Isn't the Secret Service going to be a little upset that we stole the current president of the United States? One of the features of the person Voiper is completely untraceable. There's no way that they know where he is right now. And when we send him back, all of his memories of the time between when he was brought here and when he was sent back will be completely erased. No, how, how, how do you do that? How do you even find them? Of course, once we release this episode, everyone's going to know. But by that time, we'll have moved on to our new new studio. Jack Trope, did you have anything that you wanted to ask Mr. Biden here while we have him? Well, yeah, yeah. All these rumors around you about your cognitive decline. I mean, you seem okay to me right now, at least mostly okay. Well, you're being a wise guy with me a little bit, uh, and I understand that's your job. If you don't mind, Mr. Biden, I'd like to ask you a quick question, just to test your basic cognitive function and recall. Well, um, now, this one's really easy, so I'm sure you'll get it. There's another country that's been in the news a lot lately. Who's the current president of Russia. Elizabeth Warren, she's one of the brightest people I know, fully capable of doing a number of jobs. Uh, well, all right then. That actually tells me a lot. It was nice having you here, sir. Good luck. All right. Well, thank you for your time, Mr. Biden. Have an excellent day. It has to end. It has to end. Well, that was enlightening. Mr. Strobe, judging by your reaction, that didn't seem to be the right answer. Yeah, no, uh, that's not the current president of Russia, at least as far as I know, I admit to being not super up to date with the goings on geopolitically here. But yeah, the current president of Russia is a guy named Vladimir Putin. Oh, oh, <laughs> really? Interesting. Maybe Interesting. we should bring him here. Might have I, I have always to... wanted to meet the vaudeville star Vladimir Putin. You say he's a president of a country called Russia in this dimension. That's right. Interesting. All right. Well, another day, perhaps. So who's the uh, president immediately prior to this? Actually, I know this one. It's Hillary Clinton. Oh, wait. No, no. That was a different dimension. Let, let me check Wikipedia. Oh, yes. Donald Trump. All right. Let's see. Yep. Okay. Let me, thank you. That's uh, giving all of his information and pertinent details. Got the birthday. Thank you. Okay. We're dialed in. And here we go. This is going to be a fraud like you've never seen. Well, that seems a bit inappropriate, sir. That was rude. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today, Mr. Trump. My name is Silas. This is Dispatches from the agency. This is Jack Strobe. Tremendous. Don't worry. We'll only be requiring a short bit of your time today. We just need to demonstrate an invention from the sifting with your assistance. So what I have for you here today is the pervert ray. Just give no, it to no, Trump, no, no. right? Please, sir. No, I'll handle it. No, 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 please. Let, let go. Okay. Thank you. Now, listen. The way a pervert ray works is you point it at somebody that 
you really want to do bad things to, and it changes all of their thoughts and desires and just twists them around to be just super perverted. You can see on the side here, we've got different dials. We've got a dial for a woman. So gives the person you've pointed to just really excessively perverted desires towards women. This one here, uh, as you can see, it's uh, got an icon of a fruit. I mean, you can kind of fill in the blanks there. Tremendous. Similar uh, here with the animal icon. The sun icon is uh, an interesting one because that one basically turns them into a bit of a voyeur, makes them want to go out in public, you know, without any clothes, that kind of thing. So Give it to me. Okay. Give it to uh, me. All right. Listen, you can handle it, but I have to ask you to leave the safety on. Is that okay? Can you do that? Yes, sir. I am. All right. Here you go. Oh, he's pointing it at himself. We must do it now. Oh, he fired it. What setting was that? It looks like it was on the women's setting. Oh, boy. Okay. I applaud your willingness to experiment on yourself, sir, but do you feel any different having zapped yourself with the pervert ray? Uh, no. Okay, so I'm going to have to ask you that back, but you seem to be really intent on experiencing the pervert ray for yourself. If you'd like, I can turn it to one of these other settings and fire it at you again. Try getting it out. Go ahead. All right. All right. Is the fruit setting okay? Tremendous. Okay, here we go. How did that feel? Do you feel any different? No, I didn't say that, that at all. That doesn't make any sense at all. You should have some of the most twisted thoughts going through your mind right now. Specifically about fruit. Yeah, yeah. How about the animals? I'm not sure if this is actually working. Do you mind, sir, if we try the animal setting on you next? I'm willing to do anything. Here, I'll pull this pocket ferret off the desk and hold it up here. Do I understand it correctly that if you shoot him with that ray on the animal setting, he will become attracted to this pocket ferret among other animals? That's the general gist of it, yes. All right, let me just turn the dial here. Wait, where did the ferret go? You just had it in your hand. I looked away for a moment. Yeah, and he grabbed it. But it, it's not in his hands either. No, no, he put it in his pocket, I guess. He wants a pocket ferret in his pocket. It's wiggling around. The visual there is is disturbing. Oh, my, yes. You still want me to test fire this on you, sir? Definitely. All right. Uh, surely that had an effect, right? Fake news. You don't feel any different at all. You're not having any strong desires to feel unnatural right now. Wait, wait. It moved. President Trump. Is there a hole in your pocket? It's just fake news. That's just wrong. Okay, I'm afraid that I'm going to have to cut this one short. Before we send him home, I want to ask him a question. Now, I have heard rumors, sir, that you enjoy kissing people against their will. Is there anyone that you would be willing to admit to kissing against their will here on this show? Chairman Kim Jong-un of North Korea spent very intensive hours together. Oh, wow. Okay. That's disturbing. I think we better send them home. Absolutely. Thank you for your time, Mr. Trump. Wow, that was strange. Yes, it was. I have seen a number of strange things during my employee with the agency, and that is right up there. All right, well, who is the next president on your list? According to Wikipedia, previous to Donald Trump... It was somebody named Barack Obama. All right. Show me his details. Here's his picture. Okay, picture, birth date. Okay, got it. All right, we've got it all dialed in for Barack Obama. Let's go. Good to be with you. Yes, it's nice to see you as well, Mr. Obama. I am Silas. I'm with the agency. And you are now on our podcast, Dispatches from the Agency. This is Jack Strobe. Nice to meet you, Mr. President. I've got a problem with that. Don't worry, we won't be taking much of your time. 
This is just a short segment in our episode demonstrating some of the amazing inventions that have come out of the sifting. And for you, we have the retroactive history rewriter. Seriously? Wow. Wait, so this actually can change events in history? Well, sort of. Obviously, we can't change the actual past. Of course. But we can change the collective memories and any and all documentation, digital, physical, anything, for everyone in an entire dimension so that everyone believes a particular thing happened in a particular way. And is that any different than actually changing history? I say it's not. That's a dangerous path. That's a handy invention. I can think of a lot of uses for that, many of which would make a lot of money. Yeah, so for someone with such amazing accomplishments as yourself, obviously having been a former president of, uh, Jack, you said the United States is the most powerful country in this dimension? Not, in this dimension, Not yes. Luxembourg. Not Luxembourg. Okay, so as a former president of the United States, the apparently most powerful nation in the world, I'm sure, again, Mr. Obama, you have many accomplishments. Well, I have almost 30 honorary degrees. Jack, what is something that's just like not necessarily a given that a president might have, but is like a, a very powerful, uh, prestigious international well, let look, honor? Let me look up awards here. Uh, in this dimension, yeah. Oh, it looks like the uh, Medal of Honor is a very prestigious award. Something uh, they give to military people. Okay, all right. Is that something that would interest you, Mr. Obama, to have received a Medal of Honor? Would you like everyone to believe that you've received? Wait, have you received a Medal of Honor? No. Would you like to have received a Medal of Honor? No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, I mean, I guess the military related. How about non-military honors? Uh, let's Stroh. see what I can find here. It looks like they have something called an Oscar for really famous celebrities, some sort of honor. It looks like a lot of actors and actresses win it. Okay, yes, I'm I'm familiar with Oscar, yes. Mr. Obama, would you like to win an Oscar the Grouch? That's a ridiculous question. Wait, no, I don't think it's the Grouch. I think it's just an Oscar. Yeah. Oh, okay, that must be a different one than, than I'm thinking of. Either way, is the Oscar that Mr. Strobe is describing, is that something that it would interest you? No. No, okay. All right, that's fine. What else do you have, Mr. Stroh? Let's see if I can find something really prestigious. Yeah, like worldwide famous. Ah, ah, okay. There's something called the Nobel Prize, which you can win for various science things, or there's one called the Peace Prize for people who have promoted peace in the world. Okay. So, Mr. Obama, is that a thing that you ever received? No. Would that one interest you? Would it interest you to have received a Nobel Peace Prize? Absolutely. All right. Well, perfect. Now we're on to something. So you can give him the memory of receiving a Nobel Peace Prize and everyone else will remember that and all the documents will show that? Absolutely. That is exactly what the history rewriter does. Handy invention, that. That's right. So, Mr. Obama, prepare to have received a Nobel Peace Prize at some point in the past. Yes, we can. Just one moment here. What will he have received it for? I, I, it's not important. Okay, there we go. And I just need you to put your finger on here. Okay, it's done. And now history for everyone in this dimension reflects that Barack Obama won a Nobel Peace Prize. I did get the Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, I just refreshed Wikipedia here. It says you basically won it for getting elected and having good intentions. Wow. Congratulations, Mr. Obama. Thank you so much. How does it feel? Look, it's a legitimate question. I appreciate your time, Mr. Obama. Hopefully we've uh, reimbursed you well with this history rewriting gift. 
But before we send you on your way, is there anything you'd like to ask? Yeah, yeah, I want to ask him. I've been watching Dancing with the Stars lately, and I'm just curious. If you were on Dancing with the Stars, who would you want to be paired with? Bradley Cooper. Good looking guy. Oh, that's... That is a very interesting answer. That's interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, again, thank you for your time, Mr. Obama. Done with this interview? We'll send you along on your way. And don't worry, you won't remember any of this. All righty. All right, Mr. Strobe, who's next? Let's keep on going. We've got a couple more inventions. Well, eventually we're going to run out of living presidents. Well, don't worry. I've only got two more inventions to show, so we just need two more. All right. Well, it looks like the next living president is George W. Bush. All right. All right. Let's get his information in here. Birth date. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, no. That's his father. Oh. I wouldn't want you to bring somebody who's not alive here. Oh, no. That would not be pleasant. Would not smell like This is him. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, well, while I'm punching in his info, uh, maybe you can scan his page, see if there's anything particularly interesting that we can show. Yeah, all right. There we go. Wikipedia says there was some voting problem with chads. It says something about hanging chads were a problem for him. Something about his election. I don't know. I, I don't know why people named Chad would be hanging. Maybe they were interfering with the election somehow but it would seem he does not like chads that's very interesting useful okay well you know what our next invention i think uh, might uh, might be able to help him out with that okay here we go i crawled out of the swamp and i'm not crawling back in and uh, uh good afternoon mr bush my name is silas i'm with the agency it's about time we've met don't worry you're in a podcast studio this is my co-host mr jack strobe it's nice to meet you we're not going to take much of your time. We just brought you over here to demonstrate an amazing invention that came out of the sifting. It is what it is. I understand from my associate, Mr. Strobe here, that you had an issue with uh, something called a hanging chad. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, I remember it. Great. Is that something that you still occasionally think about? Like kind of maybe bothers you when you think about it? Yeah, probably. Well, what if I told you that I had an invention that would make sure that that is not a problem for anyone else in the future. Is that something that would interest you maybe? Yes. Okay. Well, you know what? This one's super fast, super easy. I just have to program this in right here onto the pad. C-H-A-D. Enter. All right. Hear that dissolving sound? Right. That was the sound of 50% of this dimension's chads being completely erased from existence and from memory any and all indication of their existence. Wow, you just wiped away people? We unexisted them. Wow. Okay, that's heavy stuff, man. I don't think it's that easy. I'm, I was just looking on my phone here. Apparently, chads are the opposite of something called, oh, of virgins? Okay, apparently virgins and chads are on opposite ends of some sort of spectrum. That's interesting. Well, I'm sure that the virgins would be quite pleased to know that half the chads no longer exist if of course they did know that but they don't because no one knows that half of them have disappeared because everyone's memory of the half that have disappeared is completely gone look let's view this as a, a blessing not a not a defeat wow now as an added bonus we don't have the ability with this invention to generate new people and enter all of their memories into everyone else and all that kind of stuff but what we can do is we can make a large number of people believe that they're now virgins. Oh, because they're the opposite of chads, you're saying? Yes, that's right. So obviously, if getting rid of chads is beneficial, 
then increasing the number of virgins is also beneficial. And we can't really do that, but we can make it so that more people believe that they are virgins. So you're going to selectively wipe out some memories and create a bunch of people who believe they're virgins. Oh, it's already done. I believe I already said it. Didn't I say that already, Mr. Bush? Uh, thank you for asking. Yes. See, he was listening. Wow. Well, it didn't work on me. There's only so much this device can do, Mr. Strobe. Before we let you go, Mr. Bush, is there anything that you wanted to ask uh, Mr. Strobe? Oh, or? yes, yes, yes. I'm curious. Is there anyone that you have a secret crush on? Ellen DeGeneres, who, by the way, is a very fine person. And uh, if you admire and love somebody, then uh, that person's going to have an influence on your future. Okay. All right. Pulled up the picture. This is what he said. I mean, you've obviously lived a very full life, so, you know, no judgment on you. More power to you, sir. All right. Well, appreciate your time, and uh, we'll send you back on your way. I wish you well. Go get him. <laughs> None of these presidents are very talkative. That's true, yeah. Do you have any settings that can turn up their talkativeness? You know, it's just the experience of sudden teleportation can be very disorienting. And I noticed a number of these individuals are of advancing age. It affects everyone differently. Well, who's next on the list? I have one more invention to demonstrate. All right. Next is Bill Clinton. All right. Can I see his details, please? There you go. Yeah, excellent. There we go. Yeah, again, these gentlemen are all so old. All very male. Okay. Well, here we go. What? What is going on? I don't... I, Oh, Mr. President, you? uh, you're on a podcast, uh, Dispatches from the Agency. This is Silas here, and I'm Jack Strobe, and we're just going to take a few minutes of your time to show you some inventions from another dimension. Oh, see, you picking up on this fast, Mr. Strobe. You've already got the introduction down pat. Yes, that's right. I'm Silas. Thanks for joining us, Mr. Clinton. I, I was kind of in the middle of something. I don't... What... Where am I? Again, this is a podcast studio. We'll only take a minute of your time. Don't worry. I just have one invention that came from a process that we at the agency call the sifting that I would like to demonstrate to you. Mr. President, XYZ, sir. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah, well, I said I was in the middle of something. Okay, fine. Show me your invention. Secret Service will be here any second, I'm sure. Oh, no, absolutely not. No, they have no idea where you are. Well, that's disturbing. Fine. Late on me. What I have for you is a molecular stain remover. What does that mean, molecular stain remover? It means that it actually rearranges the individual molecules of the thing that is stained to remove whatever has stained it. it just falls right out. Well, that that really sounds like it could have come in handy. Really, really handy, actually. Yeah, I, I really could have used that last Wednesday. Is this it here? Oh, no, this is a pervert gun. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, sir. Oh, boy. Well, we're not sure if it actually works. It didn't seem to have any effect on Mr. Trump, who tried it on himself. You had Trump in here? Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Do you feel differently? I have to say I do not feel any different. Hang on, let me try it again. Whoa, sir, please. Oh, my goodness. Each additional dose has an exponentially more powerful effect than the one before. You must be overloaded with just the basest of carnal desires right now, sir. I do not feel any different whatsoever. I think this thing's broken. We tested that fairly extensively. I don't understand why it didn't work on Mr. Trump or Mr. Clinton. That's all right. Well, I'm going to bring this back to the agency and we'll have a look, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it still works. Huh. 
anyway, no, that is not the stain remover. The stain remover is uh, here. As you can see, it's much smaller. Place this little section here right over the stain. You want to turn the surface vertical so that the stain molecules can fall right out. You have anything on you that we can test it on, sir? Well, I, I do have these. Oh, okay. A pair of underwear. I don't want to know whose those are, but I assume that it could get, what is that, wine stains? I don't know. I don't want to know why you have Sure, we'll, we'll say it's wine stains. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, wine stains. Can I get these out? Absolutely, it can. All right, just hold it up vertically. I'm going to have to ask you to hold it. Thank you. I will hold the molecular stain remover. You you hold the panties. Okay, thank you. And there we go. I turn it around. Give it a little shake. Look at that. See? It all just fell out like dust. That is incredible. Can I ask you something? Sure. Go ahead. Can you use that thing right here on my head? Well, I don't see anything on your head. It can remove stains from skin as well, but I don't see any blemishes on your head. Are you sure you're pointing in the right spot? I'm talking about the stain on my conscience. Oh, oh no, I'm afraid this molecular stain remover is not designed for that, sir. I'm sorry. Oh, all right then. Well, is there anything else, boys? I think that's all that I had for you, Mr. Clinton. Appreciate your time. Yeah, it was nice to meet you. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, sir. Oh, don't worry. I will. Okay. Uh, don't yeah. need the winks. All right, then. You boys have a nice day. Say hello to the Secret Service for me. No, again, the Secret Service will not be visiting. They are not aware of where you are. And by the time we return you, no one will even know that you've been gone, including you. Have a great day, sir. Wait, what was that? Wow, so you wipe their memories of these interactions too, huh? Oh, yes. Anyone who is transported to and from and anyone who witnesses someone disappearing and then reappearing, the transportation field that is generated around the individual automatically rearranges the memories. You know, a lot of the inventions that come out of the sifting actually have to do with memory rearrangement, as it turns out. It's yeah, that's a pretty elaborate control you've got over the collective memories of human beings. You know, the mind is a very volatile thing. It's actually, you know, once you get to know it, it's malleable. Let me ask you something. Do the courts here still rely on eyewitness reports? I believe so. I haven't been to court oh my. yet. This is a real backwards dimension where I found myself in, isn't it? In many ways, yes. All right. Well, fortunately, I only have to spend one day a week here hosting this podcast, Dispatches from the Agency, which, you know, we're about out of time now. We're all out of the inventions that I brought today. So perhaps next week we can go down the list of the most famous actors in this dimension. Well, that should be interesting. I've been talking to our leprechaun lawyers and... They say that they're making some progress, sorting out Max's debts that he did pay and getting the repossession sorted out. But it's not done yet, so see if we can get it done in the next week. Well, that is above my pay grade, Mr. Strobe. I'm just here to host the podcast. So for now, this is Silas signing off. You've been listening to Dispatches from the Agency. We'll be back next week with a new collection of inventions to show off. Dispatches from the Agency is produced by Tim Ellis. Starring J.R. Willett as Jack Just Voight Don in Strobe and Tim Ellis as Missing in Action Max. 
Also featuring Tim Ellis as agency podcast host Silas. Logo by Abe Schmidt. Want to help Max sort out his debt with the agency? Check out patreon.com slash dispatchesfm where you can support us directly and access exclusive bonus content like brainstorming sessions, sweet merch, raw recordings, other audio, and agency-approved peaks behind the interdimensional curtain. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at DispatchesFM and visit us online at dispatches.fm. Dispatches.